When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Babes, what's up? I got a brand new hour of stand-up material. This weekend in Boston, got four shows at the Wilbur, all sold out. But try, see if you can get a single ticket, whatever you need to do. Next week, March 28th, 29th, all the shows are sold out at the Palm Beach Improv, except one, The Late Show, March 29th. Miami Beach, March 31st, sold out. Tampa sold out. Austin, Texas, April 12th, I believe is sold out for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. April 13th, San Antonio has some Tiki Wikis left. The Late Show, May 5th in Buffalo has some Tikis. Ithaca, May 6th, some Tikis. Um, and baby, big news, June 9th, Sydney, Australia, baby, I'm coming. And then September 22nd, Radio City sold out in New York City. So we added September 23rd, the theater at Madison Square Garden. Go to ChristyComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. I'm the new Bird Kreischer. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos with me, Bert Kreischer. Oh, new special, Razzle Dazzle, streaming right now on Netflix. Go check it out. I That's it. We're done. I, lo <laughs> I, I love Razzle Dazzle. Talked about uh, his daughter seeing his penis, and I related. <laughs> Better than uh, I like I Speshy Weshy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We've got similar branding. You know I know, that, right? dude. I, I Listen, you just brought it up that you said you liked my glasses. I want to tell you officially that I lost them two days ago. Oh, they wow. fell out of my pocket. How much did they cost? $1,000. <laughs> That's why they make, they don't make $1,000 bills. Because they fall out of your fucking pocket. I lost them. I had them for 26 days. And I lost them. And uh, I called the guy and he said, um, what do you mean? I said, I lost them. I said, can you just get me another pair? I'll pay whatever. He goes, yeah, they don't, we don't just make those. Like those were custom made for you. It's like a whole thing. So I've lost them. I put an in memoriam video out on my Instagram. Oh and uh, I appreciate you saying you like them, but I they are, they them. are gone. <laughs> they are gone. They are on the streets of New York City. Some crackhead found those and is going to sell them for a lot of fentanyl. Here's, can I, can I, can I tell you how my, <laughs> oh my God. This is how my brain works, though. It was great marketing. Yeah. It's a good story. That's it. So it's, it's, it's like private jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a private jet, and it's not about... It's about the comfort, but it's about all the promos you can shoot inside or around the private right. jet. And then you write it off to marketing. Those glasses were great on Rogan. Yes. They were great in your show. Yeah. They're fucking great glasses. And now there's a story about those glasses. <laughs> and now they're gone forever. And, if, and if, by the way, we need you need to put out a fucking a bounty for those glasses. Yeah. No, seriously, I w I've said we've already started a GoFundMe for the glasses. It's up at Chris on my Instagram, Christy Comedy. There's a GoFundMe happening for oh, the glasses. Oh, they're so good. All they're the money so is, good. All the money is just we said all, we'll donate all the money to blind people. You what? <laughs> that's, that's what we said we'll do. We'll <laughs> just give them sight. Look at that. <laughs> this is look at these other glasses. The in memoriam. I'm sorry. The one. Yeah, right there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I lost them. And, uh, oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. I saw you in the thing. Yeah. I was like, and then we, hey, are you not drinking at all anymore? Uh, I drink. I do. I do my binging on the weekends. I drink. Okay. I drink on Saturdays. I'll have pizza, sweets, and drinking on 
in between Saturday and Sunday. But the rest of the days, I stay like in an intermittent fasting window and kind of. Okay, let's talk intermittent fasting. Oh, you I've, been, do it? I've been talking about. It. I love it. Oh fuck yeah! It's you know it's 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 uh it's the kissing cousin of an eating disorder. <laughs> it is. I'm right there. I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. So so you you're fast. You fast? Oh, I quick. Nice. I quick. I don't fast. I quick. What does quick mean? You and you allow alcohol at night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, all right. So <laughs> so so during the day, yeah. you don't. You only eat when. What are your eating windows? I, I go as long as I can without I go, eating. Yeah, I go. Yesterday it was like until four. Okay. And so I go as long as I can because I feel like I don't know the the math of these things or the science technically, but they say your body starts repairing itself. I'm on everything. I'm on steroids. Really? Oh, yeah. Testosterone? Well, yeah, you want to feel my arm? Feel it for real. Holy shit, bro. Know, right? Dude, holy shit. I know, right? The burst jacked. Dude, Shane Gillis said to me he privately, he goes, dude, in your special, uh, you look low-key jacked. No, you do. And I was like, for real? And he's like, I can't say anything to Rogan, but like, you look low-key jacked. Jasmine was watching. My girl was watching Razzle Dazzle. Yesterday, we had it on, and she's watching, you know, laughing, and then she's looking, and then she, I see her like going like this. I was like, what are you doing? She was like, is he in shape or out of shape? <laughs> that's what I want. That's, that's what, what I said. want. That's the yeah. look I'm going for. Yeah. That's yeah. the look. Exact thing. I was like, I think he's both. She was like, yeah, he's both. Dude, I'm about longevity. Yes. I'm about recovery. You know, it's so funny. Everyone always comes to me about alcohol brands. They're like, hey, can we get an alcohol brand for you? And I go, no, 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 no. That's not my brand. My brand is recovery. I woke up this morning. We went out last night. I had a great steak at... De Stefano's in Brooklyn. Yeah, love that place. Yeah. No relation to my family. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I wish I wish it was. I've <laughs> lied to people and told them it was, but it's not. So we had a great steak. I had a filet. Okay. Uh, I, I like to I like to order razzle dazzle, so I ordered two entrees. Yep. So I got the native lobster ravioli and the flay. Didn't even touch the ravioli because I'm on metformin, so I don't need to. Yes. So yeah, what's on, metformin? It's it's like a it's like a drug that the fucking skinny people eat. Yeah, it's like what you it's, need, yeah. Mindy Kaling eats it. Yeah, and, or I, allegedly, I'd like to eat Mindy Kaling. Oh, she looks good. She's beautiful. Dude, yeah, I just like Indian cuisine. Have you? I like Indian women. Yes, me too. My uh, favorite brand of woman. I've said this many times before. You're, if you're, you're, our work about to become fucking brothers right now. Yes, yes. This is this. Is, move over, Segura. This is. It's not Mindy, and it's not Mindy Kaling's category hey, anymore. Not fat Indian no, chicks. Chubby Indian women. No. Is, yes, is what no. I like. Chubby Indian For women. For real? Yes. Oh, let me see. Keep scrolling. Not the same one. In my porn category, I I put chubby Indian chicks once in the search engine, and it got me in a lot of trouble. I mean, come Dude. on, chubby Indians. Indian women have I love Indian women the most beautiful features. Yes. Uh, is that racist? No, and they have the longest last names. I, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I don't think I could even pronounce them. I give up on names. Yeah, I, the Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagliavilla. Oh, Tua Lavia. <laughs> uh, I just call him Tua. Tua Tagliavilla. 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 Um, he. Um, I always confuse him with the other one that got catfished. I'm always like, uh, did you get catfished or was it the other one? Friends of mine. Monte Teo? Monte Teo. Not for, I mean, not friends. He DM'd me. I, I, I love Monte Teo. I love, yeah. I, I talk in, my wife says I talk in hyperbole because I, <laughs> I, I like to, I like to make you feel the way I feel about yeah. the thing. I don't yeah. need you to know the truth. Yeah. I want yeah. you to feel it. So right. uh, he, they did the documentary. I watched the documentary and then I came out and I said, what a fucking solid dude that the, I mean, think about the world then, right? In 2012, everyone just said he's gay. Right, and, and it almost it pretty much fucked fuck things up. Yeah. Now, now he'd be a leader. 
He'd be a leader. He, he would just lean into it and go, yeah, maybe I was gay. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, he'd get a contract. Yeah, but now, but they did that, and he didn't say a fucking word. No. Like a man, he just went, okay. Yep. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, and they're like, bullshit. Yep. Sucking God's cock. Yep. So, But now he's a fucking. Yeah. Now he's, um. now, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what. Uh, he lives in Hawaii. Uh, he um, He's married, happily married. Good. Uh, retired and doing great. He's still religious. And, uh, yeah, slid in my DMs. was like, hey, brother, thank you for the kind words. Do you ever think you're gay? Is it possible you are? So what, do you th- what are your I've thoughts actually, on it? So obviously you know what I go through. I was actually thinking about this coming over the bridge. Oh, good. I was like, when I was a kid, I grew up, I grew up in a non-welcoming. I told this to Rogan, and, I, and I, was, I was pitched gay wrong. Okay. Like, I was pitched gay like. That's the name of the episode, guys. By... Um, <laughs> I was pitched gay wrong is the title. Go ahead. And, uh, an uncle told me, he goes, you're not gay, are you? And I said, what's that? And he goes, were you fucking the butt and you die? And I was like, God, I hope not. Oh, wow. I was like, that's pretty aggressive. Hey, nice. <laughs> Monster cock. <laughs> and, so, and so I, but now my favorite people to follow on Instagram are gay dudes. And, okay. And everyone I, and, and I, fluidity, gender fluidity of like, uh, and they're gay not being a bad thing like it was a bad thing when i grew up like you there was homophobia that was you did not want to be gay that was like you were like oh i hope i'm not gay right so i think that was the predominant of my thought of like i hope i'm not gay now i look at it and i go i would have de- i can tell you already i would have worn women's clothes if i could if i could start all over i'd be into women's clothes i like women's clothes so much more okay there was a period in fifth grade my mom was like, I was, we had to start wearing collared shirts to shirt school. Right. And I go, Mom, I don't have a collared shirt. She goes, just go in the closet and grab one of your father's. So I, I immediately went into her side of the closet, didn't know it was hers, and started wearing her blouses to school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then, and it, for like, and I liked, I looked good. Yeah. And you uh, felt good. Yeah. And then I think one of my friends was like, is that, is that a woman's blouse? This girl, Nell Rudolph. And I go, no. And they go, I'm pretty sure it's a woman's blouse. I go, no, it's just my dad's silk blouse, my shirt. Yeah. And she was like, no, the buttons are on the other side. And I went, huh? Yeah. She goes, the buttons, women's shirts, the buttons are on the other side. And I went, nah. And then I was like, this is from France or something. And then I was like, wait. And then I'm like, I think I'm wearing women's clothes. Yeah. And but, I loved it. Well, dude, but you know what? It's interesting because fashion is what you want. I mean, if we were, if this was this late 1700s, I mean, all the founding fathers were dressed like women. They all had high heel shoes, skinny pants on, here's wigs. My, here's my theory. These are the shackles of heterosexuality. Yes. We don't get to pick. All my clothing choices for my whole life has been like, don't look gay. Yeah. Like, don't look it. gay. You don't want to stand out. Yeah, you in college you'd come down and you take a chance, and they'd be like, right. "Whoa, what shirt is that?" And right. you're like, "Well, you like it?" And they're like, "Sure." What kind of bar are you going to tonight? You're yeah. like, "Oh fuck, I'm well, gonna dude, go change shirts." I mean, if, if a blind person came in here and just tried to feel out our gender based off our clothes, they would think that based off our skinny tight jeans, we're the women, and the girls in here are the men because they're the ones wearing baggy clothes and like they're the one they would think, "Oh, you uh, have yeah. to have a 17 year old teenage boy working for your show because of the baggy pants and sweatshirt." And then us, they'd be like, "Oh, look at the, look at these beautiful women's legs that are." <laughs> Cause that, cause, 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 fashion is what you make of it. Like Harry Styles, he's well, not he's, gay. He's queer baiting though. Que- now queer baiting means Which is, trying to get the queers to come to your show. Yeah, it's, yes, yes. Got it's it. like uh, it's what Kathy Griffin did naturally. 
Got it. Like she just that was she that was her fan base, and then some people found that that was a natural thing, and then some people were like, "I can." It's the incorporation of apparently gay characters or same sex relationships into a film or television show. It's like when they go uh, when they go Han Solo's gay in this movie, and then all, ever, all the gay people are like, they think that it, the gay people are like, "Yes, you did it for us," but a marketing team's like, "Yo, if we queer him up a bit." Yeah. It's a lot of dollars we can get. Here's the thing, you know, like, 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 you know, even like, you know, Jazz, my girl, she's, you know, Puerto Rican. They can, you can tell very quickly. Like, they she, did it with, that's right. They did it with Velma. They made Velma gay, which I think we already, wasn't kinda, she always gay? Shout out Meg DeStallion. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what I want to know, well, for, I would have never welcomed women into my life if I didn't have to. Right. Like, if you're telling me that I lived in a world where I could play baseball, drink, Fuck around, punching the dick, laughing, hard as fuck. Hardest anyone has ever made me laugh is men. Sure, yo, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, like yeah. My my buddies, my friends. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm friends with the funniest human beings in the world. Like that, this is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, but like, why would I? I don't know if I. I don't. I mean, I don't even know if I would have ever looked at women if right. I, if if I go. If you're just saying like, yo, genders genders a choice, right? Like your sexuality is a choice. Right. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I didn't really hang out with like some hilarious women in high school. There was right. like I don't even know if I listened to them or talked to yeah. them. I was just using their body for for like like I was like into their bodies, right? But like I don't I don't like I don't, does any high school girl's personality st stand out to you? A high school girl's like person that you met in high school that you're like now that's fucking yeah one girl. But I checked up her on Facebook recently and she's transitioned into a man. Oh, whoa, fuck. That's what it is. Way. Dude, Sh shout I, out Natalie I. Can I tell you, I was only attracted to lesbians. I've dated really? so many lesbians, and I thought Leanne was gay. Really? When I first met her, I said, I asked her if she'd ever been gay, and her mom thought she was gay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think she's gay? I think if I die, I don't think she'll go back to men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dated yeah, yeah. three women that came out as gay after they dated me. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I make people gay. You might, you might make people gay, or you might have, you might have the gay inside you, and you give it to people. <laughs> I'm like Molly. I make people gay. <laughs> you make people gay. But you know what? That's good. That's good to have honest, honest combos. I don't. You know, we both have daughters. I, I don't care. My girls wouldn't even have to come out to me. I wouldn't care at all. I'm like, whatever. Just be happy. I don't yeah. care. I think we're, I think we're in that, that part of it now. David Schwimmer's gay, right? David Schwimmer's From friends. Gay? No, shut the fuck up. Is David Schwimmer gay? No, oh, no, he's no. okay. I thought no, he's he's a pussy hound. Oh, is he? And yeah, nice. and, and a high end yes. pussy hound. He is extremely attractive in person. Is he yes. tall? Tall, tall. Range Rover. Nice <sighs> shoes. Nice slacks. Uh, good looking James purse shirt. Oh, sometimes with a scarf. High end sunglasses. I Range love Rover Schwimmer. at a fucking at a concert with a band that you know. You don't know the name of, but the, you go, you know, they're cool. The nineteen seventy five. Boom! <laughs> you know, I started listening to them because of you. I started that you did? Yeah, I started listening to them because of you. Thank and, you. And and we were on tour, and we're and the whatever our the girl driving us Indian. Oh, chubby? No, no. Uh, uh, okay. She uh, she goes. Have you ever she heard? Put of on the a few pounds, sweetie. She said, "Have you ever heard of the nineteen seventy five? And I said, "No, I hadn't." And I played in the nineteen seventy five. And then I said to her, "Have you ever heard? What was the band I played for her, Pete? Do you remember?" That girl that was driving us, it was driving fast as fuck. What? No. Widespread panic. No, it's hard. Uh, That's a hard band to turn someone into. Yeah. Like, you want to listen to Widespread Panic? I, I, oh, have you, are you into a jam band for fucking 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, this is cool. So that's cool. 
oh, this is great. Why Should we be panic. getting high or something? Yeah. I um. Oh wow, that's cool. Oh look at that. Turned you on to them. God man, widespread panic. Widespread so panic. Yeah. See, I don't know them, but I'm in. I'm in now. I, see, I was never into music growing up. When a lot of people on their formative years in high school, like they fell in love with a band and it helped them do this or that. I never dealt with that. I never listened. Or I would listen right. to Whitney Houston. That's all my. That's all my mom and dad would listen to. I'm only now starting to open up in music. Like if you said, like I couldn't name one Led Zeppelin song. I don't know any of them. I, oh, but I'm Chris. I'm going back now and learning. Chris, there's so many great fucking. There's what three bands do I? What bands do I need to get educated on? Uh, okay, that are not like obscure. Because like, you, dude, I'm telling you, I don't know anything about music. I know Queen songs. That's Let it from see. the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. So I, I mean, Widespread Panic is one of my favorite bands. Wilco, do you know Wilco? No. <gasps> Wilco, do we know Wilco? You, you Wilco. Wilco is Wilco is sensitive dad music. Oh, that's what I'm into. Yeah, Wilco's yeah. sensitive dad music. That's one of my favorite bands. I got to meet Jeff Tweedy backstage, and I geeked the fuck out. And much like the 1975, I'm almost certain he's not a fan of my comedy. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, I, I got. By the way, I got clarification from the 1975 that they actually do like my comedy. Oh so yeah, I, they have to. Now you said it on fucking Rogan, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they became a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before they were 1975, that was just two years after I was born. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now they're fucking yeah. the thing, and they're like. Yo, I guarantee you they're fucking this is what sucks about the 1975. Fuck them. You know what? They were they were they were true to their artist roots when they didn't like you. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That's who the fuck they are. Yeah. And then they found out Rogan could get them over. Yeah. And they're like, Chrissy Wizzy? <laughs> I love Chrissy Chaos, you fucking pussies. Yeah. You should have said, I still hate you. You should have doubled down and been like, fuck Chris Stepano and fuck his sunglasses. Oh my god, I would have came all over them. <laughs> that's <laughs> God damn it, the fucking 90s. 75, no. the last hope we had were fucking musicians, rock stars, yeah. and they turned. No, well, you know what I heard happen is, so the, the uh, guy, one of the, the singers DM'd me, and he said, uh, he goes, bro, I don't know who told you that. We actually loved your comedy. He goes, so whoever, whoever your friends are, they're fucking lying to you. And I really? was like, oh, shit. And then I felt, because one of my friends was like, knows them, uh, open for them once or something. They used to have comedians open for them. And I was like, I was like, they said that they didn't like it. He goes, no, I didn't say they didn't like it. I said they probably wouldn't like it. I was like, you're a fucking little piece of shit. Oh, yeah. You little fucking scumbag. By the way, I was actually upset when I found out that I 75 didn't like you because I was like, I was like, how can someone not like you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're one of the more enjoyable humans I've ever met. Uh oh, and so I like. I feel the same I, about you. I I think you should. We, we started. We cried on your podcast. Oh, dude, I've heard so many people. Can I tell you, uh, uh, Stylebender, Israel Alessandro? Sure. He, do you know who he is? I'd love to, him to get me in a chokehold. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he. I don't think he liked me before. I was also saying I wanted to fight him, but I've that'd said, be a fun fight. Uh, I drinking. think you could do it. Drinking, so we go beer for beer. Yeah, and at ten beers we fight. So he'll be. Oh he'll, my god! And, and I'm gonna be fucking just getting started. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. gonna put the eleventh back yeah. just to get in shape. Yeah. He's so fucking good. He's he's awesome, dude. But he DM'd me the the cut the cut of us crying. Yeah, I cried in front of Shane Gillis yesterday. Why? Uh, I told him a story. I told oh. him. I, I told him I got very. I cried this morning. I said, I'm very I like emotional. About you. I'm a very emotional lately. Yeah. And uh, and I told Shane, yeah, I can cry. I, I cry all the time. And he was like, oh, oh bro, bro. And then, and then, uh, awkward, don't do it. Oh, yeah. And so, and then <laughs> That's I, it's a good Shane. Yeah. I told, <laughs> I told him, I told him a story about a dream I had. It was okay. a really fucking, uh, his partner, Shane, uh, Matt was like, 
Wait, I have intense dreams. Like, oh, I have really intense. He goes, just tell me one. I had a fucking crazy dream one time. And I told him the dream. And in the dream, I woke up crying from the dream. But I, in the dream, if I tell you about the dream, I'll cry telling you about the dream. Got it. And I started crying. And it would have been more comfortable to try to kiss him on the lips <laughs> yeah. in, in, in earnest in his yeah. bathroom yeah. than to tell him this story and cry in front of him. He was like, yeah. No, he is a man from central Pennsylvania. He does not He does not do well with that, with the crying. Wow, yeah, but that's good that you cry and that you have those emotions out there on your sleeve. Again, because you are one of those guys where you're just saying, guess my sexuality. Yeah. Just yeah. guess it. You, and you can't. And I, and I, and I, and I appreciate that because that's the category I fall into. Yeah, I don't think... I remember the first gay dude I met, I worked at Barnes & Noble over on Astor Place. Well, you used to live in New York. Yeah. I didn't know that. For how long? Uh, I was telling them just for a little bit. Like, I, I moved here in 97, and then and then I left in, like, 2000. So right. I moved here in 1997, and then... In nine, did you kill Biggie? No, I was... No, but I, I got famous the month he got, he died. Really? Yeah, do you I was think, Do you think he needed to die for you to get famous? Like a soul needed to be taken. To I've thought about that. I thought about the same thing with Jim Morrison. I thought I wondered if I couldn't exist in the same universe as Jim Morrison because he died like a month before I was born. Right. And, I, and there was a crossover. We must have met in heaven or something. <laughs> right. And like, because he went to Tallahassee and I was yeah. in Florida. Um, I the that don't worry about that. This what what's interesting is on the Rolling Stone magazine article cover yeah. is Burke Kreischer and Biggie are the two really yeah, two things by the way that article um Rolling Stone you taught you said in the article that you wanted to I'm paraphrasing but like you you wanted to be a stand-up comic you wanted to uh own your own bar you wanted to be a movie star you wanted to like uh, have sex with prostitutes all the time you wanted to like do all, and I think the only thing you haven't done is opened up a bar that you want to call bar bar flies, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wanted to. I would love to open up a bar. I've talked about it. I've had a bunch of dumb ideas about opening bar. I wanted to open a bar called Rickshaws at one okay. point, where it's you put like nine old school rickshaws in front of it. Okay. So that's the marketing of it. And then here's the deal: if you live within a half a mile of our bar, we'll ride you home and pick you up in rickshaws. Uh, that's sick. Why don't you do that? Uh, that's a sick idea. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. I want to do a bar called uh, where we. It's a. I want to do an. Oh, beer garden is my thing. I would love to oh, do a, love beer, a garden. beer garden. We could smoke weed. And then every night we worked on, we just made one thing. So we're like, yo, it's pizza night on Friday nights. And <laughs> right. then we bring in a pizza dude and yeah. he just makes like awesome fucking pizza. And they're like, all right, fuck it. It's Saturday. We're just doing wings. Yeah. And it's wings top to bottom. All right. Brisket Sunday. Like, or yeah. I, I love eventizing life. Like I, I, I enjoy, like I'm doing a cruise, a fully loaded cruise. And I, um, the idea of having something to look forward to right. makes life fun for me. Right. Like I, I don't, I'm not like someone like, uh, I was with Mike Birbiglia last night and I, yeah. and, and he gave me a book. At the Barnes and Nobles? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. And he gave me a book <laughs> and I thought to him like, I'm not a book person. <laughs> yeah. like, he gave yeah. me a book. If my wife had been there, she would have cried laughing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. But I'm not like a, Patton Oswalt is a, I want to curl up with a good book guy. Yes. I'm a guy that goes, what are we doing Saturday night? 
Yeah. And then I don't give a fuck about anything. I, I want to get into a group text with yeah. a bunch of people that got big plans and then go, what, what are we wearing? Yeah. Oh, who's, who's, come, what, who's bringing this? Who's bringing that? I love that shit. Well, I don't know. I don't know for sure because we are comics, so you always have it in the back of your mind. Well, eventually we'll blow our heads off in a Ramada. That's just where it all ends. But what I do feel like with you, because a lot of times you'll hear the same things. How does Bert find the energy? How does Bert do all this stuff? How is he drinking? How is he doing all this? And I always thought it's because you are a guy who you really do get high off life. You really do wake up every day and you're like thankful as soon as your feet hit the floor that you're getting another day. And I wish more people... It's hard for me to be like that. And I'm like, oh. Bert, Bert, I, I am. I, I find happiness, but like what, how you do it, it, it has to be that because you're not on drugs. You're not doing any of that stuff. It's got to be high off life, right? And I, adrenaline. I get excited for little things. Like right. I, 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 I live, I was going to write a self-help book. I was telling this, someone the, this the other day. One of my chapters would be about treats because I can do I can work hard and bust my ass if I know there's a treat coming at the end of the day, yeah. and or little treats throughout the day. Like my treat for this today is there's a James Purse store around the corner, so I'm gonna go get James Purse shirts. I love those shirts. Go get another woman's blouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what's crazy is now with my tits, I really do look like a woman in them. But you do look in shape and out of shape at the same time. It's crazy because I would say I would say Bert, like you would be like you would be an in shape trans person. Yeah, I, I think I'm the guy in prison where you're like, we're like, I wouldn't fuck with him. No, because he he probably can hold you down and fuck you in the ass. Yes, yes, no. You you when when she said it yesterday, I can't tell if he's in shape or out of shape. I think that's who you. I think that's who you are. But I think also that's who you want to be, right? I would assume because oh. you live life, you don't care if you have a ripped six pack. You don't. No. You're not carb counting. You're saying I'm going to work out and take care of my heart health and my body so I can enjoy life, and that's a beautiful way to do it. But that's why you should work out. If you're working out just to like get jacked, then it turns into a narcissistic thing. I think. No, it does. And, and if you Tank Sinatra. Yeah, but if you're. If Go buy his board game. <laughs> if you're working out to maintain a lifestyle and yeah. have fun and enjoy life, like I'd love to be like Rogan's in, in a great like he's he I've seen him when he's gotten too jacked, but the way he's living his life right now, yeah. where he like busts his ass, works out, but he still like has cocktails in the middle of the day, smokes a joint, eats mushrooms, like yeah. that's where I want to fucking be. That's where you are though. That's the thing. Don't even say where you want to be. That is where I think that you are in. I don't know anyone who's in a more perfect place in their life than you in our field, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I look back at when I started comedy and what I thought I'd get to and where I thought I'd be and what I thought it would feel like when I got there. Right. And none of it fucking lines up. Right. I thought I would look at, like, movie stars and be like, that's what I want. And then... You do a movie and you're like, why oh, that fucking anxiety that comes with that? Like, my movie's coming out Memorial Day weekend and I'm terrified. Like, wow. I'm, I have so so much vulnerability. My special's out right now, and I, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know the right way to say this. I don't want to, but like, it's hard to explain. But uh, zoom in on his face, please. But if if there's, <laughs> like, I, I, I've seen the internet turn on people. Sure. And so I was like, what if that happens to me? Like, right. What if people don't like my special? Right. But, and I. You forget that you're doing it in theaters and in arenas and in clubs and it yeah. works. You forget that it works. Right. You put it out there and you're like, what if it doesn't work? What right. if people are like, this, I'm boring. Right. And so you, I get terrible. It's very vulnerable to put your art out there. And, uh, and so, and I feel that way about the movie. I've never felt more vulnerable. Now I look back at that time when I thought the confidence, 
Ben Affleck or, or Matt Damon must have. Right. I go, oh, they were just, I bet they were, they were young and terrified. That's yeah. why he's a fucking raging alcoholic. Yeah. Is because he's been <laughs> yeah. living in this fucking, like, what if I, I get, it's always like, what if I get found out? Right. You know? Well, well, but, but I think too, like the, the, and like you said, now you've done a movie and I, I would think though, like anytime I see movie stars winning Oscars and all that, you know, you just, we just see the finished product, but like you going through it, like you have to be away from your family in another country for three months, three months where you can make, and it wasn't about money. You can make more money in a, in two weeks doing it at home. One show. One show. Yeah. Doing it at home. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like you have to really like now that you've done it, would you do it again? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, bird, and baby. I want to do it. I want to want to do it with my friends. Yeah, that's the only difference. Like, I want to do, like, well, obviously Tommy and I are lined up to do a movie, and then I think we just got pitched another movie the other Hell day. Hell yeah. But, like, I enjoyed the process of making a movie, the fun of making a movie, of living on set, being around a group of people. It's almost like going to camp, and then, and then the creative process for me. I'll give you one example, and I think you'll appreciate this. I will. we all start from, like, a meager way to make our art. Like, our, yeah. I remember my podcast investment originally was $800. Wow. And I love, I have a, I have a saying, uh, boil the bones and eat the hoofs. Like, let's, do, let's kill the whole fucking cow. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's eat, let's, let's not leave one bit of this cow out That's, there. That sounds like something Leanne says. <laughs> One of the bones does. Does. It does. <laughs> yes. It is. Yes. So, <laughs> so we did the first scene of the of my movie. Um, uh, there I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was listening to Rogan, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and he said, "No one really goes fucking hard on our movie anymore." And I woke up. I was like, "My first scene isn't that hard," and I was like, "It needs to be harder. It needs to be fucking rough. It really? needs to be fucking boom." And so I fucking rewrote it in the middle of the night. Went to set. I, oh, you wrote your movie. I well, I, I, no, another guy wrote it, but I. Would, it's all your ideas, it's, though. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but we had writers that I, Scotty Landis, and and uh, and uh, shout out Scotty Landis, and, and uh, sounds and like a fucking, criminal, but it's got to be a good I guy. Got, I got another guy. I'm fucking, <laughs> yeah. but we had great writers and my great director. Yeah. So I rewrote it and I brought it in. And I said, just as an option, can we do both? Just because I want something hard. And then he looked at it and he was like, I like the hard one better. He's like, let's right. just shoot the hard one. And I went, really? So then we get done the scene and then they go, I go, so what, are we coming back to this? Are we ever using it again? And he goes, no, they just tear it down. And I went, we built this for one fucking day? Yeah. And then he was like, yeah. And I go, hold on. Let's shoot something else in here. Like, let's just shoot something. And he's like, what? I go, we are, it's all lit. It's all the cameras are here. It's a scene. Why don't we shoot the end? Why don't we make a tag for the end of the movie in case we need it? Right. Because it, it's, it, it, I'll tell you off air, but it would make sense. And they're like. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear what he says off air, go to patreon.com slash Christy comedy. Whole room is Mike. So smart. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> So we did, we shot another scene and, yeah. and we end up using it. And then, but that energy, that fun, creative, there's a scene where the, where one of the guy, one of the actors did something and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if he like put a little like goofiness into it because yeah. he's a scary guy. Yeah. And so I went over to him and I was like, Hey man, and maybe you're not supposed to do this, but I was like, Hey, what if you did this? And he was like, okay. And so he did that and it worked and it's in the fucking trailer. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Wow. And all that shit. And like, and, and I, I the, that process was so fun that just making it i all i want to do is make it i don't want to direct it i don't want to edit it i don't even want to be at the screenings i just want to make it yeah because it was so fucking fun 
So and and so 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 the next one, would you feel like you would need to do like in the like? Did you fi- feel like being just away from home for that long in another country? Did, it doesn't. It, it feels like it doesn't bother you, or you just find a way to like accept it all. I it's it because it's hard for me, and yeah. I look at you and I'm like, Bird loves his family. He does all this stuff. How does he accept it all? Well, George is in college now. Okay, Isla's flying out to New York tomorrow uh, with Leanne, so we, we're bringing Isla a lot of places with us. Okay. Um. I don't know. I think if they I'm, were little kids, you couldn't be doing this. No, no, no. I, 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 no, I couldn't. I, I, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of assessment from Leanne. Leanne, Leanne saw that clip of us, and she goes, "You know, you really beat yourself up for being a bad dad. You were around a lot more than you think." Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" I was super obsessive about getting home. Like I would, I had to work the clubs. We didn't have any money, so I had to do clubs for like three thousand a week. Would be. A great payday. That was like, Hell yeah. that was fucking good money back. I mean, yeah. I, I look back at $3,000 a week going, I've almost made it. Yeah. But I had to do them. And so I'd go out as late as I could and I'd fly home. We used to do this thing, me and the girls, when I'd leave, they'd stand in the front yard and I'd go tell the driver, just go. And I'd roll the window down and I'd go, I love you. And he, I'd go, do not stop, just go. I go, I love you. And they go, I love you. And I go, I love you. And they go, I love you. And then he'd go, keep going. I go, I love you. And we'd yell it until I was on the corner of River of Riverside and Laurel Canyon by the Starbucks. I go, I love you. <laughs> and you could hear two little girls, I love you. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I, I made it fun. I was also the dad that would come home. Leanne p- told me all this because you, for, I, you conveniently forget your your wins right. uh, as a as a comic you look at the negatives sure. how can i improve that's yeah. I, I, so I only look at how can i improve i don't hang out with fucking losers i hang out with people better than me on everything i fucking do on everything i do every one of my friends is fucking funnier or better or does something better than me i don't fuck around with people below me i just do not so that's why you hear me talk on podcasts about like how fucking amazing you, Tim Dillon, uh, fucking Schultz, uh, Giannis, Mark Norman, Shane Gillis, Mar- Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, yeah. Bill Burr. These these are the motherfuckers. That's right. who I fuck with. And right. so and, and so, but I only look at my my um my failures. And Leanne goes, "You forget you were the dad that would buy the inflatable slide." Put it up at the house on a Tuesday. When you got home Monday, you'd have it there Monday. You'd build it on Monday. You'd go for pickup on Monday, and you'd tell the girls, "Hey, do you want to invite some friends home? We got a, a f- inflatable raft." And they'd be like, "What the what, yeah. Dad?" And so, like, I was a fun, right? I was a fun dad, and I was present when I was there, and I was really like, it, we used to have a thing called reentry, where I my first day, Leanne would allow me a little bit of space because you're coming in hot, hot off the road. But once I got there, I was there. And I would bring the girls on the road with me at, time, right. at times. But we were poor. Like, we were fucking... I yeah. say poor. We had a house. Right. But, like, that's... It's only because I got some travel channel money. And then I... My, my big mistake is I took TV shows for money. Right. And that, I wish... I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I wouldn't change it. Well, that's... Well, I wanted to ask you about that because you have... And then, Primp, go back to that uh, 10 qualities thing. I'll, I'll okay. t- I want to ask... I want to see how many we have. But, 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 but you've had so many... Success. You've had so many shows get made. So many, like Birth the Conqueror, and 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 um, they're all all of them. So, uh, um, the the one with Snoop Dogg, Go Big Show, the Cabin, Go Big Show, the Cabin, the other one. Th- there was another one on on the Bert and the Hill or something like that. What was the other one called? There was some other one. Um, I forgot. But there was so there's there's literally there's so many of them. What is it? Do you think like you just when you go into these pitch meetings like you're just like. I'm going to show them that they they cannot say no to me. What is it? I'm really good in the room. 
Right. I'm really good in the room. Like I've been in the room with other people where they're like, wow. Right. I'm really, you're, I bet you're really good in the room. I, I, first of all, I care. Yeah. Like I care. Um, I, I want people to like me. Some people don't give a fuck. Like they just go in the pitch and they're like, whatever, I don't care. And I care and I'm good in the room. I, Will Smith taught me how to pitch TV shows. Really? Yeah. He taught me how to pitch TV shows and we sold it in the room with Will, my very first pitch ever. Wow! And I think from that moment, I've sold I've sold an astronomical amount of it's shows. It's crazy, yeah. And um, here's the other thing: is I don't say no a lot. So right. like, if people want, I, what you're not seeing is all the failed shows I did that I learned how to do different things. I learned so much shit. I had to, did five pilots for Animal Planet that no one's ever seen. Right. I've done uh, pilots for FX and Comedy Central, and I've done so much shit. That no one ever saw. So I failed so much that no one ever saw that. No one ever saw that. All they see now is like, you did the cabin, right? That was great. And I'm like, oh, yeah. We were all shocked it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Travel Channel stuff was successes, but not like like uh, uh, like uh, industry success. It was just successful in that market, yeah. in that brand space. And I, and I made good money, and, and they were fun. I mean, I traveled the world for like fucking nine years yeah well that's the thing is what you said too is like you were passionate about it like the money was coming sometimes some of them maybe you, you said you did for the money but what i think also the thing that drives you and why you're able to do these to the rest of us feel like superhuman things like nobody has your energy nobody has your work ethic i'm like and people always trying to figure it out and i'm like i think it's because he genuinely loves what he does like well, absolutely. he's truly he would do this for free I did do it for free. Yeah, for a long time. For a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People forget, like, well, I did it for free. I did a lot of shit for free. And I I love, I just love all of it. I think it's, we're so lucky. You know, my dad had a theory called eat shit, cash checks. Okay. He's, he's like, buddy, you eat shit, you cash checks. And it wasn't until I got almost done my Travel Channel deal, right about to get let go of from Travel Channel, that my dad goes, I think I fucked you up. Why? I, I said, really? And he goes, he goes, eat shit, cash checks is for, um, people that aren't talented when you're talented you can you can you can ask for more you can show people your talent and he was like you need to do a special and and i was like yeah okay and and then i got let go from travel channel and i was forced to like kind of uh man my own boat because yeah. no one gave a fuck no one gave a fuck like that's the other part is like i got done travel channel and i got i got i mean it's this is a crazy feeling that i know i can tell you comics that feel it right now right. i can tell you their names I can tell you their names. No one gives a fuck about them. No one, no one's going. No one's writing an article in Variety about them. No one's getting them a special. No one cares. No one cares if they ever quit stand up. There right. are. Think about this. Yeah. There was a point in my career when, if I quit, no one would have cared. Yeah. No one would have been like, oh fuck, whatever. No one would notice. And that's where I was. That's where I fucking was. Yeah. And I was like. I was like, well, I got to make it so someone cares. Yeah. I got to make it that someone, like, if I if I quit, that someone's like, oh, whatever happened to Bert? And so I, but in doing that, I was, it was a panic, but I was forced to write my own boat. And I was like, well, no, yeah. no one's going to, no one's going to outthink me when it comes to content or promos or I'm going to just bust my ass. I'm going to write a ton. Rogan told me backstage at the store, you need a Netflix special. And I looked at him. I go, Joe, how the fuck am I supposed to make that how happen? How old are you, by the way, when all 40, this is? 43. That's the thing. So you were already in your early 40s where some people, you remind me a lot of Anthony Bourdain. Because Anthony Bourdain, I Man, heard that's Anthony. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> yes. Because at one point. I hope it ends at, the same way. At one point. <laughs> <laughs> With me fucking a French chick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> me, uh, <laughs> me too. 
<laughs> Her name's Pierre. Asia. Yeah. Um, Hello Fresh, baby. You know it. We love it here. Hello Fresh. It is pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It's cheaper than going to the grocery store. HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping just for you. They free up extra time in your schedule wedgie. You can get high protein meals. You can get high veggie meals, whatever you want. They have it for you. Like I said, it's 25% cheaper than takeout. The meals have under seven count. Cal- uh, uh, you can get the, um, the dietitian win. Uh, dietitian win tag on the menu offers 700 calorie or less meals. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, it, 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 you know, we use it in my house. We love it. The thing with HelloFresh is when I tell you these promo codes and the discount you're going to get, I say it every time. I don't know how the company makes money because it's like they're giving food away for free and it's unbelievable. All you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos 60 and use the code chaos 60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash chaos 60. Use the code chaos 60, 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Magic Spoon, my favorite cereal. I love Magic Spoon. They have literally, what this company has done is replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good, but each serving contains zero, zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four to five net carbs. It literally, you can eat this cereal Without the guilt, it's keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's grain-free, it's soy-free, it's only 140 calories a serving, it's like there's magic in every spoonful. I love them, I love uh, frosted, peanut butter flavor, blueberry muffins, my favorite, honey nut cookies and cream, cinnamon roll, and the best one, birthday cake. I love birthday cake. That's one of the new flavors. And right now, oh wow, they got limited edition flavors, strawberry milkshake and peaches and cream. They taste like a dessert and are absolutely delicious. Only available for a little while though, so you gotta get them now. And we're gonna give you a sweet discount. Go to magicspoon.com slash chaos and grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. All you gotta do is go to magicspoon.com slash chaos. Use that code chaos. You're gonna save five dollars and it's awesome and they are 100 happiness guaranteed so if you don't like it for any reason guess what they refund your money no questions asked magicspoon.com slash chaos use the promo code chaos five dollars off your order thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode i uh i was one time told by a travel channel you sir are no anthony bourdain wow yeah and i and i, I remember going i'm in the wrong home well I remember watching on a plane. I, I remember I was watching um, uh, a documentary about Anthony Bourdain. It was like maybe that, the, what was the one, the documentary running something? Roadrunner. Roadrunner. I was watching and Anthony Bourdain said, uh, you know, in, when he was being interviewed, he said, you know, by the time I got famous and people knew my name, he wrote his, his famous book, which launched him into a show. He goes, I was whatever, I think he might've said he was actually 43. He was like, I was already 43 years old. He said, so in my life, in my head, I had thought my good years, my good times had all passed. I'm in the back half of my life. Everything that was cool happened to me in my 20s and 30s, and I lived in rock star life as a chef. Nobody knew my name, but I had such a good time. But I'm in my early 40s, so like it's over. If I was going to make it, I would have made it. He's like, little did I know that the next 10 years of my life were going to be my life. And I feel like when I saw that, I immediately thought of you. I was like, that is Bert, because Bert had everybody you know the van wilder stuff and as comics we all knew you and loved you it's like everybody knows bert but like my mom did it you know but now yeah. like my mom started finding out who you were you know like 10 years ago yeah. eight, eight, you know and, and i'm like i'm like because you must have had thoughts when you were 40 41 42 being like 
maybe I should quit or maybe it didn't happen for me or I'm just, this is going to be my life. It's what I gave it, up. It'll, it'll be $3,000 weekends forever. I gave up. Uh, not, not gave up. I, yeah. I accepted. I remember saying, I don't need, and I meant this, I don't need to be the most famous person in the world. I don't need to be the most talented comic. I don't need to be any of that. I just need to be someone that has value to someone. And, and Bobby Flay and I were in Dallas, Texas at a bar that had closed down, but they were letting us drink outside. Right. And he said, hey, man, be good to Scripps, and Scripps will be good to you. That was wow. the, the name of the company that we worked for. And he was like, be a team player. And, and, and keep." I, he goes, I've been with them 25 years. They're fucking good people. And so I was like, yeah, that's what I'll be. I'll be a Scripps team player. And so my dad said to me, we're on the porch having a cigar and a, and a, and a glass of wine. And he's like, I, th I think I fucked you up. Right. So I was like, I, I'm going to be a team player, Dad. I, I, when I was 43, I, I'm sitting backstage with Joe, and Joe goes, you need a Netflix special. And I go, I, I literally was like, Joe, how the fuck am I supposed to make that happen? Like, right. what? Are, I, it's so, I mean, any advice you can get from someone like Joe, like, I was unapplicable to me. I couldn't. Because this was a time in your life where you would go to a club, and it was not sold out. Oh point. no! You had your as a matter, fans, fact, as a matter of fact, I, on New Year's Eve, I, I got guaranteed twenty five thousand dollars for a New Year's Eve show, thinking they thought I'd move a lot of tickets. No one showed up. They lost their ass. And at New Year's Eve, on the count of thing, we were in the Oxnard uh, Levity Live, and it was barely anyone in the fucking room. And I drove home the next morning, and I thought, I better do something quick. Right. And I fucking and I was like, but in a weird way, I was driving home, and I had this insane sense of of optimism because the sun was rising my machine store i just posted my machines this is the exact same day i just posted my machine story the sun was rising i'm driving from oxnard to la to go do weigh-ins on rogan and i had this i was listening to creedence Clearwater revival and i had this insane sense of optimism about like things are gonna wow. things are gonna right themselves i just need i need to be in control of everything i, I can never listen to anyone else ever again Ever again, I need to follow my instincts and do what I think is good. And I leaned into the weight loss thing with Tommy. I leaned into podcasting. I leaned into these promos. I leaned into, like, finding cool shit. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, one of the, my favorite things is that, like, I, I forged relationships with guys in New York, you guys, it, when... When I don't think like I don't think anyone in LA was like bending over backwards to meet you guys. Yeah, you I was like yeah. I was like I forged relationships with you guys because I was like you guys were making me laugh. Right, and, and I this is a secret to my uh, if I have any secret to my success it is that I love being a fan. Once you as talent can appreciate what it's like to be a fan, yeah, you can do you can do anything. I found uh, I ran into him yesterday. A uh, guy on the internet that I thought was cool at this time, probably six years ago, uh, Sean Evans, who was doing Hot Ones. Sure. I fucking found him. I hit him up. I said, yo, man, your your show's dope. Can you fucking, yeah. can I can I do something? And he was like, oh, we just do athletes. And But if we ever do comics. You are an athlete. And, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and, so, and so then uh, that year, later that year, he goes, hey, man, we're doing comics. I'd love to have you on. Uh, but I, I would find cool shit, and I'd become a fan of it. And right. I, genuinely. And so... And, and that's got to be amazing that with what you're a fan of, you get to actually be a part of. It's like, it dude, must make you feel like emotional. Oh, I, I got to, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it makes me feel emotional. Uh, I get excited very easily, but it, what it's, what's fun for me is watching like, uh, watching shit. I like blow up. Right. Like, I love that. Like I love watching shit. I love get big. Cause right. then this, this one kid told me this one time is new year's Eve, probably fucking, 
probably probably eight years ago, and he came up. He was shirtless, and he was like, he was like, Bert, can I talk? No, it was actually it was it was after I started selling tickets. It okay. was the year after, probably one year after. He that. was shirtless because of you. Yeah, and he was right. and he was not a good looking guy, and he didn't look like he had a lot of. <laughs> he was smaller. He was skinny, uh, bad facial hair, uh, acne, and a fucking bad head of hair. And he just looked at me, just Bert. <laughs> I get you for like one minute, and and you know, as in a fan, in some remarks, yeah. you're like, oh god, here we go. Yeah. And he goes, please, 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 just hear me out. And I said, what's up? He goes, I'm a fan of yours. You need to know what that means. And I was like, what's it mean? And he goes, I don't have shit in my life. I don't like sports. I was never good at sports. I, I'm, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm probably never gonna get married. I'll never have a family. But I got you. And when you succeed, I feel like I made the right decision. And because I was a fan of yours, so when you succeed, I get to succeed. I get to show my people, you know that guy I like? Look, he's blowing the fuck up. Because yeah. I know, I know you're going to be big. And I was like, and it connected so immediately with me. Because I was like, oh, I'm a fan of a lot of shit. Hell yeah. And it, and I was like, and I, so, I, I, and it's like when, when Rogan signed his deal, right? Yeah. As podcasters, all, all of us were like, fuck Yes. Yeah. Fucking listen. Yeah. And, and the, I wasn't like, why not me? I was like, that's amazing that that's happening in our field God, for somebody. When Tim Dillon's the highest earning fucking Patreon, uh, we, I go, nothing but respect. Fuck yes. Yeah. When you see Schultz do what, 12 million on a special on YouTube? Yeah. I'm like, game changer. And guess what? That game changer, I met fucking four four or five years ago when I was like, this guy's funny. I want to get him on yeah. my cooking show. And he yeah. came on and did my cooking show. Like, I love. I love that energy, and 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 what's cool is, that, and I'll be very the dude that introduced that energy to us was Rogan. Yeah, Rogan started finding us <laughs> and going, "Dude, you're funny as shit. I want you on my podcast all the time." Yeah, and then all of a sudden he introduces us to our and so, I mean, dude, I've had so many emotional conversations with this man that like he's like, "I love that you're blowing up. I love yeah. that you have a movie coming out. The only reason my movie's out is coming out because I leaked it on his fucking show." Right, and so, and, and I mean that guy's been so good to me yeah. in a way that i could never repay right that uh that well it's it's paying it forward always like I, I would assume like one of the best compliments you can get is when so, or or that you hear of like if somebody discovers like you know how many people i tur got turned on to me and now come to my show it's because i went on your show because i went on your show when you were doing it in your house in the back room the old house yeah you know you had me on and you yeah. like, as you said like when nobody was giving really any new york comics a chance you, you let me, you and theo let me come on your show and then i started to get all these followers and that's the beginning of things starting to change a little bit for me so and so and and i, I you know anytime i hear which is not you know that much but if i hear somebody discovered a comic because they came on my show it feels amazing and you have broken so many comics like you're a lot of our rogans you know what i mean oh no I well, because rogan rogan had you know his his guys and and rogan you know and now i've been fortunate to go on his show and i feel the same way about joe i love him it, it being around him it's like amazing but really like my kind of it was really you theo you know fighter and the kid like yeah. letting me go on those shows and then i started everything started to change it's fun when you when i yeah. watch when i watch you kill it somewhere like like your last rogan appearance was great oh thanks. and i love i think i texted you it yeah and, and uh but it's it's fun because i go i love i love and this maybe is this is a narcissistic thought. I go, I, I knew I was right. <laughs> like it's yeah. fun. I go, I yeah. knew I was right. That that kid, fuck, you made me the first time I met you. You made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, I, rem I remember you did. You were you were killing for two hours with no socks on. You were barefoot, just yeah. ripping it up. I was like, this guy's a monster. <laughs> 
I, uh, yeah, dude, I, um, it's awesome. Do you think now, cause you're, cause you know, you, you're, you're, you, when you do your special and we all wait for it, you rip your shirt right off. Do you ever think you'll do one where you take your pants off and leave your shirt on and you Winnie the Pooh it? <laughs> I've heard that Winnie the Pooh phrase like 10 times in the last month. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I did that for a promo. I just took my pants off and kept my shirt on. You did, yeah, and uh, it did really well. So maybe yeah. why not? Because I was thinking about that. Like you gotta, you'll have to do something, you know, like different at some. Well, I guess you don't have to. It's your thing. Well, but first of all, I, I, this is the weird part. Is it's not like a hook. I am genuinely more comfortable shirtless yeah. on stage. Way more comfortable shirtless. Like it's it's insane how fucking freeing it is jasmine said the same thing she was like you know how comfortable that man is his own skin she goes that's freedom he has she goes he should have the red wine she should have the the stars and stripes painted on his body because that's freedom i'm i am so calm when i wear a shirt yeah. on stage i'm so uncomfortable i'm actually uncomfortable even like this i keep wondering because a shirt will like accentuate shit that that i go that i don't want it to see like i'm doing shane's podcast yesterday i'm, I'm laying in a couch yeah like this and, and a shirt on and i go i'd rather be shirtless i'd feel so much better so you took your shirt right off no i kept it on oh I, I but it's like i keep it on i don't know i on stage have you ever performed shirtless no should try it. i'm it's very so i'm very fucking... um i i i'm negative about my body and you know pimp and benetia tell me i need to be more body positive oh i i i i i think i look good no no you what's, don't know what's we, crazy we do is too. i legit do not see my flaws like this morning you don't I have got, any girl <laughs> work i got in the i got in the shower this you're morning. our lizzo <laughs> <laughs> you think you think lizzo would love my act yeah she would she no would be like, your comedy's lizzo is burt kreischer that should be the next uh, special i fucking love it <laughs> white lizzo you are <laughs> That's the name of the episode. White Lizzo. White Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. You think Lizzo would fucking yes. love me. Who doesn't? It, uh, you know, if, if you don't like Bert, if you're not having a good time watching Bert and laughing and just feeling happy, you're a fucking psychopath. Oh, what was I, what was I just said? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, oh, I just texted someone and said, we have to go to a Lizzo show. I, I hope this comes out right the way I mean to say it. But all her dancers are like thick chicks. They all are They're, thick. The whole stage. Yeah. And dude, there is nothing. Have you been watching? I'm obsessed with the HBCU cheerleaders. No. Where can I watch them? Uh, YouTube? Like, no, TikTok. Get on one TikTok. Bethune Cookman's got a great one. There, shout out to Bethune, Bethune Cookman. Cookman. HBCU cheerleaders. Here it is, you got TikTok search. Yeah. Just, oh my God. Oh my God. That's it. I mean, they must crush. Fucking, dude, they... They, wow. Look at them! Look at them! They're, right now, they're they're doing a dance off between the other team, right? So then, and then watch. Look, they're just talking shit. This oh, is I love like, it. I think it reminds me of Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they just do these back and forth, but the these girls, the way they do it, one of the one of the keys is it starts. It's it's almost like. Excuse what? However, I'm about to explain this. It's almost like a virus. So okay. Like one girl will be like, uh, you about to get bucked. Get ready to get fucked. Mm. And then and no one else is doing it, right? Yeah. And by the way, I'm just making up lyrics. And one girl will do it. It's a good lyric. And then three girls will do it. Now, out of a group of 20, three. You about to get bucked. Get ready to get fucked. And then the whole group will do it. And then they'll loosen it up. And they build it. They really know how to use crescendo. Right. It's so and you think it's all improv. This is not free play. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Is it looks like one girl just 
stepped out and right. it's improv. And then all of a sudden it builds and builds and wow. builds. Wow. Yeah, I got, so HBCU cheerleaders, watch it on TikTok, folks. Watch it on TikTok. I, I didn't realize that um, this was a thing that, that's interesting. If you said, hey, what do you think's that one of the things in Burt Kreischer's search history? I wouldn't think HBCU cheerleaders. My algorithm <laughs> But I'm happy that it's so <laughs> fucked right now. My yeah. algorithm is just gay dudes. I love gay dudes. Right. I love, I'm almost to a point where I go, this is going to ch change our our cultural DNA. Yes. TikTok. I, I, f I found a young man, uh, <laughs> uh, gay guy, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and he was on top of his roof in a cowboy outfit mm -hmm. uh, doing like pictures, and his mom's like, <laughs> get the fuck off the roof. And he's like, mama, I'm learning. I'm taking a... And it's just it's like a southern gay dude, and I was like, followed. Followed. Uh, uh, Luke and Sassy, his brother Sassy Scott, you follow them? No. Uh, get to know them. Dude. Dak Dakota Wright. Benetia, Dakota Wright. No, no, you don't. Hold on, you don't know Dakota Wright. No, you pull him up. Dakota Wright. Pull Dakota up Dakota Wright. Wright. Dakota Wright is the fucking goat. Pull up Dakota Lucas Wright. Lucas Sassy Scott are pretty fucking awesome. Dakota, Dakota Wright. Wright on Instagram. Okay. We're getting Dakota Wright's TikTok going. Let's get to Dakota Wright, dude. All right, let's play a little Dakota. This Have you seen all okay, these? Okay, go, go, go to, go to, go. Not this okay. one. No, uh, go to the the thirty eight second one. Thirty eight second. Thirty eight second. The one with the guy yeah, with the yeah, red yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Oh, I've seen him. But tonight is, oh, Charlie. Hey, it's Dakota. For the table, I got the top shelf appetizer. I mean, top shelf southern corn. For to drink. For to drink. Oh, Charlie. For the rose animal. Okay, it's Jackson. For the table, I got the rolls. I'm having the honey drizzled chicken, the french fries. I've got a little Genius. I love it. Because you it. would pitch that to somebody and they'd be like, no, we don't see anything. And I'm like, I see everything in it. You're doing exactly what you want, being fucking hilarious. I I, I like that. I've DM'd him. Has he gotten back to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Pull up those DMs. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. He's, uh, he's the cutest in the fucking world. What state does he live in? He lives, I think he lives in North Carolina. He's going to come to one of your shows? Have you Have you met him yet? Uh, no, he, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I just went through North Carolina. Scott and Sassy, his brother Sassy, uh, Scott, Sassy, whatever, Luke. Uh, Luke and Sassy Scott are coming to my show in Melbourne in Australia. I'm going to try to get them. They're fucking When are you going to too. Australia? Uh, April. Well, I'm going for the first time in June. For real? Sydney. Yeah, oh. and then they said if Sydney sells well, they're going to add Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, it's gonna New Zealand. Amazing. It's going to sell right. fucking so amazing. So you love going to Australia. Uh, this is my third time back. I absolutely love it. The fans are identical to our fans here. They are right. the same. And it gets bigger every time you go, right? It gets bigger. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, I think I'm doing arenas now there. <sighs> it's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, I'm doing arena, I think, in Isn't Melbourne. it wild that at 43 years old, if I told you, hey, buddy, in 10 years you're going to be doing arenas internationally, you'd be like, no, that's, that's not. I, I would have bet, bet $20 million against that. I would have right. bet everything I had and a finger. Everything you made it. in 2022. <laughs> and a little bit more. We've checked the numbers. I got to say this because I, it, it, I thought it was funny. Joe List uh, was on a- Shout uh, out Joe List. Shout out to Joe List. Joe List is on his podcast. Someone sent this to me and they were like, 
I think they were thinking Joe is trying to throw shade at me. I he know. wouldn't. He's, he's, he's a comedy Joe. fan. Yeah. Joe. yeah. And he goes, who do you think makes more money, Bert or Tom? And I wanted to text him and go, what's a couple million between friends? <laughs> 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 yeah. But I didn't text yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what's, what's four million between but, friends? <laughs> but, that, but, that, but, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's just beautiful. Like, you yeah. know, anybody out there hates on it. It's like, bro, it's just a fucking, you work your ass off. Dude, we we uh, we are all very lucky to be in this comedy boom. If you had told me at 43, when I watched, I watched a very famous comedian pull up in 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 an Audi. I've said this before. You can figure out who it is. In an that Audi. <laughs> in an Audi and he had clothes that looked like he was he was he had just gotten back from space. They were like styling stylish clothes. Okay. And he had a girl with him that was one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen in my life, who he was ignoring to check his Instagram. And and he had the Audi car that I we had looked at Audis that day that was the one in the showroom. With the interior from the showroom, and I was sitting there with dad jeans and comfortable shoes. I have plantar fasciitis, no shirt on, just off stage at the comedy store, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't gonna happen for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this isn't gonna fucking happen. I never in a million years thought I'd be here. Never in a million yeah. years. I, at my funeral, no one will cry. Everyone should be like, "That's true. I can't fucking believe he did this. I can't yeah. fucking believe. That's why I want to write a self help book because literally." No one's going to ever become David Goggins. Yeah. You got to run 50 miles a day. Yeah, yeah. No one's getting to be Cam Haynes. He jogs 12 miles at lunch. Right, right. At lunch up a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And then bow hunts all weekend and carries game, wild yeah. game, yeah. out on his shoulders. Yeah. You do not have what it takes to be them. <laughs> no, I don't. But you got what it takes to be me. All you need is a little bit of a break in your brain. Just break your brain. Yeah. Get a little punitive and have weird dreams of fancy, flights yeah. of fancy. Give yourself a nickname. Uh, reward yourself with treats. Uh, you know, little things that yeah. I do that are my tricks of how I get through. I, I should write a self-help book. No, I really should. could. But I could change average dudes, regular fours out there. Yeah. Fours and sixes. That's my target yeah. market. Yeah. That's what I am. I'm a yeah. four to a six. Yeah. A, f a fucking... Hard eight at, at 186 Everybody, pounds. but that's the thing. Everybody in all over the world, but especially in America, everybody loves you because everyone's like, I identify with that guy. I swear to Christ, you said nobody would cry at your funeral. I would cry because I'd miss you, but I would know. I would think though, and I swear to Christ, if you died and I was at your funeral, I would say, this is got it. It's a promo for a shows in Hershey, PA. I know that he's going to pop out of the casket and this is going to sell a million tickets. Oh. I know he's not dead. This is the fucking, he's, he's pulling off the greatest promo ever right now. And I would believe a, it for a, a long time. That's a brilliant idea. That's a there brilliant idea. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna pre. I'm gonna pre-record. Yeah. I should make money off my death. It's gonna be big. Why not? It'll be the biggest thing I've ever done. It'll this be the is, best your I mom's love house the way live. Your fucking brain works. I yeah. love the way your brain works. My death will be bigger than anything I've ever done. Hundred percent. Why not move tickets and make money for my family That's now it. that I'm gone? Right. Yeah. Why not move tickets? Why not pre-record a posthumous special? Seriously, yeah. Why not do that? And and I'm yeah. getting chill bumps, dude. Why not pre-record a posthumous special? Oh my god, I'm gonna get emotional. Where you rip your shirt off and you go, I guess I'm dead. That's it. And because you're never you're never as good as you are when you're dead. Once you're dead, the la fucking Patrice. I knew Patrice. Uh, Patrice was awesome. He was fun to watch. Yeah. But man, when he died, that 800 pound gorilla. That that uh or elephant in the room. Eight hundred There you that go. Eight. Uh, 
What's what's no. worse, that or him saying HBCU cheerleaders are a virus? <laughs> no. <laughs> Eight hundred brown girls in the name of a production company, just so we're clear. <laughs> Patrice is laughing in hell right now. <laughs> oh Elephant in the room. I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of his special, yeah. and the production company's called 800 Brown Girls. That's what it is. You had a little slip up. <laughs> no, the, eight, the I watched. I was in a Pittsburgh airport, like right after he died. I was having a drink at, at, in the early in the morning, and I was watching Elephant in the Room, knowing that I would never get him get to hear him speak again. Mm -hmm. Makes that. So much heavier, where yeah. you go. Yeah. This, these are the last words we get out of him. Right. That's the name of my special. One last thing. One last thing, and then you want. So what? So, but so then you're gonna have to make sure you. You could definitely get me to cry this morning. Yeah. You could very easily get me to cry. Keep going. Okay. Um, I think I think that um because I think that what would happen with that is what you would do in. Oh yeah, normally it's a special after he's dead. I didn't watch it. Fuck. Fuck. It was on yeah. Zoom. It was on Zoom. So you'll uh, yeah, do it. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Yeah, fuck. I, yeah, I, 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 this brilliant idea I just had, Norm's already done it. I'm a hack. Well, no. <laughs> but anything. But Norm does every. I mean, Norm was the fucking genius. Norm. So yeah. my last special, uh, Hey Big Boy, came out March 17th, right? I had this big marketing plan. I was going to have a, I used to call and sick to work shows where I'd go do radio, then go right to the club at noon, tell everyone on radio, don't go to work, call and sick to work, come see me yeah. live. They'd sell out immediately. <laughs> right. Immediately. It was the biggest thing I'd ever done. It's probably the most successful idea I've ever had. And uh, it was just, a, there was a cap on how much money you can make. You can only make five grand for a show. And then right. you're like, well, I'm getting wasted yeah, yeah. in the morning for $5,000. I think I'm going to fucking pass. Yeah. But... I planned one for uh, for St. Patty's Day. It was going to start at noon. It was going to go all day, and I had like 25 comedians lined up. So everyone was going to do 15, and it was just going to be a marathon drinking day that everyone would just come in and out of the store. Right. It was great. It was fucking awesome. Stay-at-home orders happened on the 13th, and which was the greatest thing for my special. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about when they said the banking crisis has happened. I was like, am I just bad luck for America? <laughs> yeah. I put out a special and the fucking economy shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I, I, we obviously, we had to push pause on this, on the, whatchamacallit, on the, on the call and sick to work show because no one's allowed out of their house. Right. At eight in the morning on uh, March 17th, I get a text from Norm. Hey man, are we still on for today? And I was like, I wrote back and I was like, ha, 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 ha. And he writes back, no, seriously, I'm at the store. Where is everyone? And I write back, hey, Norm, I, I don't know if you heard. There's a stay-at-home orders. We're yeah. not going to do the show. And he goes, stay-at-home orders? What happened? <laughs> He's fucking with you. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the best is the first time he ever texted me, I, I, I wrote, when, it was when he got in trouble for the fucking view or whatever oh, the yeah, fuck he bullshit. did. Yeah. And I wrote, I just wrote on Twitter, Hey, just so everyone's very clear where I stand, I'm team Norm top to bottom. Yeah. And it's, or something to that effect. And uh, and Norm wrote back, and I had met him a few times, and Norm wrote back, um, I can't tell you how moved I am by your tweet. It, it is the most meaningful tweet I've gotten all week. I'm going through some really rough times, and to know a guy like you <laughs> stands by me means the world to me. I, I'm, I'm caught up in tears reading your tweet. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I go, Norm, you're the best. And he goes, writes back, what do you do for a living? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> and then he wrote, I hope I get to meet you one day. <laughs> I was like, I was like what norm. the fuck? He's the bestest. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> the best is the first time I met him. <laughs> I get off stage at the store, I got no shirt on, and he's laughing hysterically. And I go, what? And he goes, ah, no shirt. No shirt. No shirt. And someone walks by and he looks at me and he goes, no shirt. No shirt. And it's yeah. all he said. Yeah, he just kept saying that. No shirt. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No shirt. Yeah, he's, he's, he was beautiful. And, you know, I love that he kept his illness Um. Like, he didn't tell anybody, didn't make a thing about it. Uh, I'm going public the day before I get diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, I would never be able to hold that in. Are you fucking kidding me? No, look at how much money you'd leave on the table. That is the fucking special. <laughs> you'd ruin your own Guys, special. I got diverticulitis. Yeah, this yeah. is the last time you're going to yeah. see me out. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> diverticulitis. I, I have a question. Uh, do you have any ghost experiences? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's Are hear them. Oh, yeah. By the way, I love your whoop. Oh, thank you very much. I need a whoop. Uh, they're pretty good. My my sleep last night was in the yellow. Is that oh, that's positive? I'm gonna turn my I, my workout from this morning. You want to see how many? Calories oh, you worked I'm out already this morning. Yeah, I worked out at six in the morning. I love it, dude. Yeah, get up at six. What'd I, you do? I, what was the workout today? Uh, twenty minute run. Ooh, heart rate it's one ninety five or ninety five right now. That's not good. Um, we oh, just were laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's drinking coffee. It's been, it's been a little high lately. Uh, Blue Chew. If you know me, you know I like being stiff, baby. And I like to get a stiffy, and Blue Chew is what gets me there. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, and they are prepared and shipped direct to your door. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze is the only thing that's getting stiff. I love it. What Blue Chew is is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. The process is simple. BlueChew.com. All you got to do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part, it is all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting line at the pharmacy. Just go to BlueChew.com, and they will send it to your house. And right now, you will, if you put in the promo code CHAOS, if you go to BlueChew.com and you put in the promo code CHAOS, guess what's going to happen? You are going to get – all you got to do is pay $5 at shipping, and guess what? You're going to get blue. Chew for free. Your first month for free. All you do is go to bluechew.com, put in that promo code chaos. You receive your first month free. Just pay the $5 shipping. What are you waiting for? Get stiff with Blue Chew. Guys, listen. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan is America's largest injury law firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. That's a lot of lawyers. With over $15 billion recovered for clients, Morgan and Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan and Morgan is so easy, it's more like using an app than hiring a lawyer. In fact, it's so easy, it's more like ordering takeout than hiring a lawyer. With Morgan & Morgan, you could submit a claim without ever having to leave the couch. Just open up your phone, and in eight clicks or less, you're already done. If you're ever injured in an accident, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. They're free, free, unless they win. Their fee is free unless they unless uh, they win. Well, I like that. Way to go, Morgan & Morgan. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash chaos or dial pound law pound 529 from your cell phone 
That's four F O R the people.com slash chaos or pound law pound five two nine from your cell. I'm gonna call the lawyer on you. You're a criminal. My workout was uh twenty minutes of running, um uh bench press uh push up squats, bench press, inclines, flies, and then uh, uh pull up bar hang, dip bar hold, and then uh uh in three in circuits, right? And then, and then what did you do? One hour? Uh, we worked out for an hour this morning. Yeah. How many pull-ups can you do at once? Zero. Oh, it's just the hang. Just the hang. Just the hang. So if you can hang for a minute, you're healthy. Really? Yeah, that's what they say. And so, it's like, pull all the way up, or just nope, hang? Just, just hang. It's actually pretty fucking hard. I would imagine it's hard. It's based on. It's not. It's more based on uh, how heavy are you. Got it. Meaning, so like, if it, like, like, there's no way, like. Like Robert Kelly at his biggest couldn't have hung for fucking ten right. at ten seconds, right? And but now he could probably hang for about fifteen, probably so twenty. The lighter you are, the lighter you are, the better you can hang. But uh, like Venetia, ninety-five pounds, she could hang for three hours. Oh, dude, skinny mini. Um, we <laughs> so we do a lot of we do a lot of uh, longevity tests. Yes. So yeah. like uh, the all the ones we did them we did them during during sober October. We were doing them all the time. One of the ones is. Can you get your heart rate up and then drop it by 20 beats per minute within a minute? That's, Whoa. Yeah, that's how you can tell if you have a heart healthy. One was, uh, one was oh, benching. If you can bench your weight, it was one. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm in like, right now I'm in the top, if I'm not mistaken, I'm in the top 5% of strongest of, of people strength-wise. Because right now I'm benching the most I've ever benched. I'm like 265. Wow. And so once you get, like there's a, there's a number of, I forget what it was, but like they're like, yo, I, I saw it on TikTok too. Um, but yeah. And no, so, you're a freak. I mean, even, even you work your ass off because I mean, even today, you know, we started our podcast early in the morning. Most people would be like, oh, well, I'll work out later or I can't work out too early. But you, you, you do not miss a workout. You work out seven days a week? Usually. I didn't work out yesterday. We flew in private last night, got landed at four. Yeah. And, uh, and then I had press like early in the morning. So I, I didn't get a chance to work out yesterday. But the, uh, the poison builds up. I can feel it build up in my body. But you have, you, you have, you have to, to work out because you have a long day today too. So you a very like, long day today, but I had to work out because I, and I felt horrible when I got out of bed. I looked in the mirror. I said, this is not safe. I have been out. I haven't slept at all. And these are, these are the thoughts. And then I went, hey, man, do you want to have a good day? If you want to have a good day, then you, you just don't say a word. You start moving, and you fucking put on your shoes, and you just get to the gym and start at 3.5, go to a 4, then to a 4.5, and it'll, and it'll go away. And sure enough, it always does. 10, minutes, 10 minutes in, it starts going away, and the sun's coming up in New York. It's 6.30 in the morning, and I'm like, this is fucking gorgeous. I'm in the fucking 1% of people that are happy. In this whole fucking universe, there is a 1% of people that are getting to do what they have, and here I am going to fucking piss it away by sleeping. Get on that fucking treadmill, you motherfucker. And then, beautiful. And then, and then my brain goes, she goes, uh, bring my trainer with me everywhere. She goes, uh, push-ups and dips. And I go, enjoy your push-ups. Enjoy them. You can do them. I have a buddy going through uh, throat cancer right now, and he can't work out he can't do anything he can't enjoy sunshine because he's dealing with all that shit and i go you get to enjoy these push-ups yeah. enjoy your dip go do, go really low go really fucking low yeah and and all that shit is like I, I my brain is very fucking weird with with how i look at i'm a little punitive too like i go like uh whenever i do bench press i always try to hurt myself at the end where i go bouncing on my chest and go oh ow ow ow, ow and then get right. it off me just to feel alive uh, yeah it I really love, is i i, I feel phenomenal right now good i'm probably the happiest i've ever been in my entire life really right yeah. now right now that's yeah. awesome i'm in fucking soho i can buy anything i want 
Like I can, I like, I, I being poor is tough, and, and it is because I remember not having you. Remember, I'm sure you. I think we probably talked about this. Being a poor dad, yeah, fucking, yeah, sucks. It really was. Yeah, in the beginning, it was rough. The Chinese took all my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and so but, I but now afford- Europe. But now we're, you're beating the Chinese single handedly, dude. Hardcore. I can. I. I yeah. I, yeah. You could buy a bunch of Chinese people if you want. I. I wonder. You could. I bet I could. I bet I could. I bet I could uh, sponsor some. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, sponsor some. What if I? <clears throat> that's how I know you got fuck you money. If you come around, you're like, I own a Chinese person, dude. What if I roll? Hold on, that's a fucking great idea. What if I roll with a, a like a. Like a triad deep of fucking Asian dudes. That's like what we rolled in. Yeah. And it's like not like dude, we know the video where they're with ah! ah, that's it. They're here. They're fucking here. <laughs> we talk too loud. Yeah, yeah. What if what if, if you walked in with a bunch of Asian people, my but, first thought would be this guy has a foot fetish. But Asian people that ha- that look like the Mexican gangsters. You ever seen that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the dogs yeah. and, the, and the strut. Yeah. And they all sat back there and they didn't say a fucking word. Yeah. I might do that. Do, I might do, hire do a group. Of Asian dudes to roll deep with me yes. into fucking meetings. Yeah. yeah. Just walk and then you'll get every show sold. Who is I it? Like- is it food? What did uh, you get order? Oh, you're being healthy. Yeah, well, because yeah, when's your fast over? My fast is it's been oh, I'm I'm at my eighteenth hour already. What, oh, what I stopped just- eating yesterday at four thirty PM. Yeah, I can't do that. See that's see uh, that's the thing with me is I don't I don't the drinking, I don't need to do. For me, it's sweets. Sweets is like alcohol to me. I, I, I think about them all day. Like, for I'm, real. I, all I'm doing is, I swear to God, I'm thinking about a, vin, a, a vanilla cinnamon crumb muffin toasted with butter from my local deli, and I can't wait to eat it. And I'm not going to get to eat it this weekend because I'm going to be in Jacksonville on Saturday. So I, I'm not going to get to eat this muffin, so I'll wait till the following Florida, Saturday. To eat Florida Theater? No, um, I'm doing, uh, no, not the Florida Theater, um, the Jacksonville Performing Arts Center. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Fort Myers on Thursday, and then Orlando Friday. Orlando? Where are you doing Orlando? Plaza Live or something like that. Okay. 900 seats. Oh, not, nice. Not terrible. Florida's fun. Fucking Florida's the best. Especially this time of year. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a whole Florida No run. press for it. You didn't do any press. No. No. Just- well, that, for me, that feels like, because I, you know, and again, you're, different because i know even and by the way this is another inspiring thing that you do is you do things in comedy that most comics at your level wouldn't do for example a big thing of people don't know like when you do comedy when you're not selling you have to get to the city the day before or or, or do press the morning of wake up at 6 a.m you got to go on the radio you got to sell those tickets and once you start selling out you don't have to do that anymore and a lot of times you're like what a relief i don't have to do that but you do it anyway because you genuinely are doing it because it's just fun and you feel well this is such a beautiful it's like an honor for you to be a comedian and do that and that's really really beautiful well, I, and I, inspiring to well, a lot also of us. also also the best time <laughs> the best i mean the best time to do press is when you don't have to do press. Right. Like when you have go, to do wow, press. Wow, I never heard of it. It's so much fun. When you go in and they're like, and, and they're like, so what do you have to sell? And you're like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm just here because I want to be here. I did my buddy Cowhead. Mike Kautz is his name. But yeah, at, I know yeah, Mike Kautz. Yeah. I do, I do Cowhead. Sh- I call him Cowhead because that's what he used to be called. Yeah. That's how I met him. But I do a show every time, even when I don't need to. I sold out the Emily Arena in Tampa yeah. a couple weeks With ago. Lightning. I club. went in. Yeah. And I went in and did his show. And he was like, you don't even need to sell tickets. And I go, yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. Me, Fitzsimmons, uh, 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 someone else came in. I fucking, my brain. Uh, Liz Coppolis. Yeah. Lynn Coppolis. Lynn Coppolis. It was down there. And, and that was, I don't know, man. I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy, I enjoy this. I enjoy 
all of it. I, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Like I don't host TV shows anymore because I didn't enjoy it, and I don't. I won't take an acting job. Like I've, I've been offered like roles, and I won't take them because I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy just being a hired person. I like the creativity. I like the spontaneity, yeah. and so yeah, that's why. No, it's 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 a beautiful thing, and like I said, it's it's like really inspiring. Where it's like, oh, this guy, like you're not never putting a time limit on yourself. You never you like you're being like, I just want to go for as long as I can, have as much fun as I can. It's beautiful, pimp. The ghost story. What do you got, a ghost? We love talking ghosts. Uh, well, first of all, I had a dream about a ghost. I have really intense dreams. I have a dream about a ghost the other day where I was. Uh, I was in a house and there was, and I heard the piano playing and I went, well, there shouldn't be a piano playing in here. Right. So I grabbed my gun in the house in my dream. I went over and I saw that it was just twinkling as by itself. I was like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden my arm got pinned to the wall and I felt, I knew I was dreaming. Like I have a weird thing where I can tell when I'm dreaming. I know I'm dreaming yeah. and I can stay asleep yeah. in my dream. It's called lucid dreaming. I've been able to do it my whole life, but I've also been molested by ghosts where they, yes. where I guess... Like Kesha. I met Kesha. Was you guys are probably in a survivor's group. Was was she molested by a ghost? That's what she says, yes. Well, no, she was. Allegedly. She, <laughs> Kesha's beautiful. Gorgeous. In person. Yeah, I believe fucking it. Fucking She's gorgeous. gorgeous on screen. She's gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, so in, in, in these dreams, I know that there is a actual ghost in the room. Shane called it sleep paralysis, okay. but it'll hold me down. And at times, at times I've had these dreams where a ghost will hold me down and have sex with me. Wait, what is that? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Why sleep par paralysis makes you ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There it is. I've had it where this holds you down and, yeah. then, it, and then it fucks you. And then it's sex. And then my first, my first nocturnal emission, I was being held down by a ghost and it fucked me. Beautiful. Older woman. I was younger. Older woman. Dark hair. Kind of looked like Elvira. Like mm. big breasts. Got on yes. top of me. I was in my bed. She pressed my arms down to my side. Mm -hmm. And then got on top of me. And I had a wet dream. I was probably 15 years old. And then she got up. And I woke up. And I was like, I just got raped by a ghost. Yeah. I got raped by a fucking ghost. And yeah. I was like, and I want that happening every single <laughs> yeah, night yeah. every night i would allow the ghost adventurers to set it up yeah i would go to, I, if you had a haunted hotel with just haunted by whores and then you could just fuck ghosts every business. night i'd do it wow. in a heartbeat yes does the ghost like dirty talk to you or anything no nope, it's silent okay the way it should be yeah just shut no one, your mouth no one says a word she yeah. just comes in yeah fucks me and leaves but, yeah she fucking. It's, I've had it, and I've had that probably in my life. I've, I've, I've had that ten times. Any uh, any conscious ghost experiences? Uh, one time I was in. Uh, I mean, first of all, yes, we. I was at uh, Alcatraz. I'm good friends with Zach Baggins. Uh, oh, I love him. And so I yeah. hit him up. I said, "Hey, man, I want to have like a really, really creepy experience there. How do I get it?" And he goes, "Well, you're not going to have it when you're with your film crew." So he goes, "Disappear off to a place by yourself." I said, where? He goes, where are you going? I said, Alcatraz. He goes, perfect. Solitary, solitary confinement was down on the bottom floor. He knows the fucking right. place. He's like, go into one of the solitary confinement places. Do not tell a soul where you're going. Do not say a word. Just disappear. Get in one. Shut the door and then welcome it. Tell them. Right. Talk to them. So uh, so I go in and I, I disappear from the group and I'm like freaking out. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like a solid. I go into one of them. I shut the door and I sit down. And I go, uh, and I'm in. I'm not. I'm not in the corner. I'm on the wall. And I go, uh, hey, if you're in here, like, 
let me know you're in here. And all of a sudden, I see a red light pop in. And I go, oh, fuck, they have a fucking GoPro in here. They've set up a GoPro in here. And so I start talking and talking. Because now I know I'm on camera and yeah. I'm talking. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I feel like chills run up me. And I'm like, ooh, this is, I'm getting legit scared. But I'm also acting it out for the camera. If a camera's on, I don't have anxiety. For whatever right. reason, scuba diving, skydiving, I play to the camera. If I play to the camera, my anxiety goes away. Okay. That's why I'm on Instagram stories so often. My sister had a heart, almost had a heart attack, and I threw her on Instagram stories because I was panicking, and I was like, yeah. hey, we're in the ambulance. And yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so uh, everything's going to be fine because it's on Instagram. No one dies on Instagram. And so... And so... And so, uh, and so I go, and then I hear a boom, like a big thud. And I'm like, in, the, in this room, and I go, I go, okay, now you guys are fucking with me. I'm out. And so I get out of the room. Uh, I go out, and I'm like, hey. Uh, they go, where were you? I said, oh, I was just, I was trying to have a scary ghost experience. And then, I, and then so then we're getting ready to, like, get rap. I go to, did someone grab the GoPro in the room? Right. And they're like, what GoPro? I said, there's a GoPro in the room. There was a red light. There was a, I was watching a red light yeah. in the room. I'm getting chill bumps telling you this. Our tour guide says, hold on. And you can, I'm, I'm almost certain you can find this online. Online, you can find this. Solitary confinement, Alcatraz, red light. And I go, he goes, where were you? I said, well, I went down to one of the solitary confinement rooms. I'm getting chill bumps telling you this. And he goes, uh, what were you doing down there? And I said, I was trying to talk to Zach Baggins. He told me about uh, solitary, th about the ghosts and how to get one. And he goes, well, that's so funny. Did you see a red light? And I said, I, oh, hold on, I did. But it, there's a GoPro in there. And he goes, no, that's what we've seen. We, people have gone in there and seen a red light. And I went, there's no fucking GoPro in there? And they're like, no. I go, I was fucking hanging with a ghost. And because I thought there was a camera, I'm like, so we're cool, right? We're cool, right? I'm like trying to be cool. I'm a fucking ghost. I'm like getting chill bumps talking to you about it. Is this it? 14D? I don't know. I got locked in one of the cells there, too, on accident, and I had a legit fucking panic attack. In the middle, pure darkness. <laughs> no, no, no. They go, hey, we got you, we got you in the cell. And then they go, all right, I'll get him out. And the guy goes, key's not working. And I went, hold on. Uh, Man, I fucking freaked out. I freaked out. Wow. And, and, then I, and then after that, I started going all over Alcatraz and trying to get other ghost experiences, but I couldn't find them. That's pretty wild, dude. That's well, really well it seems like a prison would be a place where the most ghosts are. And especially if you're getting advice from Zach Baggins. He yes. Is, he is deep with the ghosts. And now, last uh, but not least, I know we'll let you get out of here, but Venetia told us a fact this morning that we'd like you to share with Bert. Uh, and you can ask him, yeah, because... Bert, do you know the nickname of Hitler's mustache? No. No, but hang on, wait. Why are we, why are we doing this? Because... You know, we have a moratorium about me talking about Hitler. Do you? Uh, I am obs I am obsessed. Right. Like, I, well, I'm a big history guy. Yeah. And so I I have a joke about it now that you can't learn you can't learn about Hitler because there's so many little fun facts that you bring up and you sound like a fucking Nazi when yeah. like someone I'm like oh yeah 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 Hitler's dad was a beekeeper and they're like what. <laughs> uh, uh, the, someone said the other day, someone said the other day, uh, you know, uh, Jenna's 5'8". Uh, and I went, Hitler was 5'9". And they're like, well, why would you bring him up? I, I, I know an odd amount of facts about Hitler. Uh, his dad worked for the state down in Bavaria. He would have a glass of wine before work. Hitler liked sugar in his wine. Hitler's dad was a beekeeper. Uh, it's, it's commonly said that he was part Jewish, but that's not actually a, a fact. His real last name is in Hitler. It's like semi-glutide or something. Right. And uh, That's and, it. And uh, he had one testicle. 
Right. Uh, Which they say drove him a lot of his anger. Yeah. Because he has one ball. Um, but wait, no. What, was what the is Hitler's... So um, his mustache is called the toothbrush mustache. Oh. It was popular in the 20th century, but during the time when he was in uh, World War One, this little mustache allowed him to fit his gas mask securely on his face. Oh, I knew it was a toothbrush. I, I, I thought you meant he had a nickname for it, like, yeah. like, like old, old Pussy Swifter. No, <laughs> no, his name, the name of Hitler, no, Hitler's, because I'm a big history fan too, the actual name of his mustache was Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> And you could see that you could see that Hitler mustache of a special on Netflix. Did you see Tom give me? Did you see Tom give me the Hitler yeah, teacup? Yeah, teacup. It was great. You know, I thought it was Winston Churchill, <laughs> and it was Hitler's. <laughs> It was so uh, bad. It's a fucking one of the greatest gifts of all time. You have it in the house, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, maybe one day you'll be lucky enough to go to Bert's house and get Man, a sip. If Tom doesn't know how to work fucking YouTube and the, I mean, it, that fucking guy is so goddamn smart. I'm trying to figure out what to get him for his birthday. Now, do you drink out of that teacup? Every morning, my, my wife's breast milk. Yes. No, no that's no, what it is. No. That's no. Right. So what I, what I did is I bought a bunch of different teacups, and then I set them all up around, like like in uh, Indiana Jones and the right. Holy Grail. Right. So, and, then I, and then we do shots, and everyone, no one knows who's drinking out of Hitler teacup <laughs> except for me. God. Well, if, you know what? If we can make Hitler happy, that's what it's about. Um, Bert, you could see a special Razzle Dazzle on Netflix. What else? Any dates? Anything? Movie comes out. Uh, my movie, The Machine, comes out Memorial Day weekend. Go to themachine.movie to pre-buy your tickets for that weekend. We're trying to pre-sell the tickets just like we do tours. And I have a special in-theater event that will happen live on the screens before the Thursday screening. So let's sell out that Thursday. Uh, when does this come out? Soon? This comes out next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, so check out Razzle Dazzle. Yes. Enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, and I like I always say this. This is you guys watching this made our careers by sharing the shit you liked. Yes, that's that's the coolest thing you could have ever done for for us. Is when you like something we do, you send it to your friends, and you and that shit is you cannot purchase it. There's not a company that makes it. You guys do it, and and I am grateful from the bottom of my heart. So if you enjoy any part of this episode, please share it. If you enjoy any part of my special. Please share it. Tell a friend. That is a that is the gold. Share it. Love it. We all love you, Bert. I love you're you. You're the man. Brother. Thank you, dude. You so Thank much. you we, for coming. Hey, we didn't cry. Well, we didn't cry. We did not cry. Um, but I uh you could punch me in the nuts. That would make me cry. And then my dates, Venetia just pulled up, uh, aka old Hitler stash over there. Um we everything sold out, uh, thankfully. Um, we have a couple of tickets in oh, San Antonio. The Mountain Blue. Australia. Australia. Sydney is on sale. Um, June 9th, Sydney, Australia. And then the Radio City sold out. So we added a show at the theater. Radio at City Musical? Sold out, baby. Nine days. I pulled the Burke Kreischer. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, it's September Dude, 22nd and sold out. September so we, 20. Little Chrissy. Congratulations. That's a big fucking deal. Now he's gonna. I cry. just started crying. I just started crying. <laughs> How cool, dude! You fucking grew up in New York. You saw our It is pretty cool. awesome. Fuck yes, yeah. dude. And Fuck I really yes. wouldn't have. Swear to God, wouldn't have done it if you didn't let me on your podcast. So I swear to God. <laughs> dude, that, I swear oh, to congratulations, Christ. man. That is a Thank big you. fucking deal. Thank you. That is a big fucking deal. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, my even my dad was like, "I'm proud of you." 
on that one. <laughs> even my dad, even my dad was like, "That's that's pretty cool, Chris." Dude. Yeah, and then we added the theater at MSG the next day, September twenty third. Congrats so, on your success, brother. Thank man. you, bro. Cool I swear, to, I really mean it. You really like. You don't know no. how much you helped me and a lot of other guys. No, no, so. no. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to see you succeed. Yeah. It makes me very, very happy. I appreciate it. I told you I'd cry. I, I love it. I love you, baby.